Hello folks, welcome along once again to the Irish Rally Podcast and once again in association with Tree Rock.e. Tree Rock Display Signage Branding. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook and on Instagram. We're also live ourselves on Facebook, Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, we would go live on Instagram if we were able to, but maybe the, the sound people the stream will make that happen in the not too distant future. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're here to reflect on the 2022 Rally of the Lakes again. I suppose like every episode so far has has had its talking points plenty to to get through over the next hour or so if you want to get in touch just drop us a comment underneath the streams there on Facebook and YouTube in particular we can most of the time get an eye on those comments at Twitter not so much unless I can somehow get my phone and have a little look mid-broadcast which we're not really supposed to be doing but anyway uh yeah don't be afraid to get in touch we'll try to get to those comments we have a stellar cast as always uh coming up uh, very very shortly we'll be chatting to uh, Callum Devine and Nolo Sullivan uh, just after that then we'll be chatting to Josh Moffat I'll be chatting to Tommy Coman uh historics I suppose um uh, as someone has said uh recently the forgotten category certainly not forgotten by us here on the Irish Rally podcast anyway I look forward to chatting to Tommy about that we'll also be chatting to Dennis Nagel because as was one thing we've kind of set out from the get-go of this podcast is to give our class winners a mention but it just occurred to me the other day that in terms of interviews what we've interviewed modified winners overall winners historic winners etc etc we've never actually interviewed a class winner uh separate to that so we're going to do that this evening as well as you mentioned all in association with tree rock now one man who wasn't out and about uh over the weekend was uh, mr anthony nester how are you doing sir hello there uh no drive forthcoming not at the 11th no hour drive forthcoming. so i spent the weekend in the garden good man and while you had the lawnmower out, you cut your own head as well. I did, yeah. You're looking a bit lighter. Was, yeah. I get the Grecian 2000 out now, and I'll knock about 20 years off myself, and we'll give it another go. So. <laughs> yes, we were, while, we, we, we were observing with great interest all right now, to be fair. So it seemed to be um, seemed to be a great event. I suppose it's like it's like loads of events. When you see the smiles on people, yes, take the top four guys uh, out of it. Um, because it's so serious, and you, and I'm wrong to say the top four. Take the top ten out of it; that's very serious level. But when it gets after the top ten, the smiles and the happiness of people that were just so overjoyed at the end of stages, um, yeah, everybody just seemed happy. The um, they they got what they wanted. Good, clean, classic stages just seemed to go down the trees. It normally does, to be fair. Um, it normally does in Killarney. Um, mm-hmm. It's event would be our, I suppose, what we would call here in West Limerick. It would be our local international. Um, it's forty-five minutes back the road, and um, yeah, certainly when we were younger, growing up, it was you know, the lakes was the be all and end all. I don't think we even knew there was other internationals on. That was the only one that existed as far as we were concerned in our twenties. Um, so yeah, there were. It was uh, always a nice event, whether it's in the the current stages around Belachbeam and that or. And all um, the years it goes down into Cod's Head and our groom, which certainly would be a favourite of mine. I think for, for any co-driver, I think Cod's Head and our groom are probably the most challenging, certainly I've ever come upon anyway, on a regular basis. Um, you'll get certainly stages that will challenge you and challenge your ability to date, certainly be too. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's internet. Mind you, I was uh, I was curious to see that our friend, uh, our, our ever-present friend, the bogey time is raising its head again. Um, albeit by a few seconds. Um, I was talking to somebody during the week there, and I think it's time uh, that these virtual chicanes are going to have to be explored um, because obviously, you know, I suppose with, as, as society becomes a little more affluent and, you know, we're gone from the 1920s in that we're, you know, we're, we're regarded within Europe now as a wealthy country. So obviously our road network has improved uh, exponentially over that period of time. And... Uh, and the the cars have got so much faster. The cars are going through the stages now. It's so much quicker than they were some years ago. So obviously, as this progression happens in society, we're, we're going to end up um, with problems with breaking this average 80 mile an hour or 130 kilometer an hour. Um, 130? Is that whatever? 80 mile an hour in here. It's 80 or 85. And um, still breaking it. So, yeah, I, I think the, the virtual chicane is probably due soon. It's going to come... Um, I know certainly West Cork, I think it was on Ardfield there, they came within 10 or 12 seconds. And if you look at of the bogey time and you look at the rate of progression, give it two years and West Cork is going to have a bogey time issue down there. The circuit, obviously, that was well documented, a bogey time issue. 
and now again we have it again in Killarney, albeit only on one stage. And the trouble is, at at the level that Callum and Alistair and Josh and Cahan and all these guys and Johnny Gray are at, that could ruin their whole championship, ruin their whole year, that one stage. So I suppose the time now is to to plan plan for the future. That in a couple of years' time, if the cars keep progressing the way they are, if you think about it, it's not that many many years ago that there was a big hoo-ha when Bertie Fisher, albeit now I know the stage of Miles Gap was slightly different when he broke, I think it was at the 10-minute barrier. Yeah, yeah. There was great publicity or surrounding that. And I think there were the, the bogey time was was at 8.05 or something this year and it was beaten mm. two minutes quicker. Now, again, I know it's not exactly the same stage, um, but, yeah, the rate of progression is, is, is huge. And like everything, it's going to keep progressing. And, of course, Killarney had a first again this weekend, certainly we haven't seen for a while, which seemed to go pretty well, uh, was the refueling. It was something that, you know, is coming. It's I, I, I would safely say it'll be mandatory next year if I was to take hazard a guess. This is going to be a, a must for events going forward. Uh, mind you, just without dwelling on it, I, I would advise people to, to competitors, and this is just a shout out to competitors, just to be, they say in life to be forewarned is forearmed. Um, when you put your fuel into a refueling area and you mark your car number on it, all I will say is remember that the octane rating of that fuel is written on the can that you've just put your car number on. And there is a regulation around octane. I'd advise people to start looking it up because it could, could come to bite back at them sometime in the future. Um, because there will, as time goes on, there'll be eligibility scrutineers and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, the guys that just want to watch that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, all in all, seemed good. People were happy. People were smiling. There was huge amounts of people out, and uh, yeah, seemed to be positive all round. Unfortunately, like all events, there's winners and losers, and some guys won and some guys weren't so weren't mm -hmm. so winning. So, such as well. Life. We'll bring in a few people that were in the, the winner's enclosure. Uh, cousin Callum. We'll call him Cousin Callum. Uh, my big question, yeah. first of all, hey, my big question is, how did this happen to be related to this lad? Mother of God. What? I, how did you get him on? <laughs> I don't know. So, there must be someone did, related to him or something. Did you tell him to his live now? So whatever he says, that's it. Like, there's no... Tell me, Anthony, you were coming on, but sure, here we go. We caught, ah, caught yeah, us. Yeah. I'll tell you now. <laughs> There's no, there's no erase button here, so you, we can't erase out whatever you say. So, <laughs> as someone said on a, another podcast recently, you can't put the shite back in the cow. So, oh, that's the... <laughs> and we we don't do diplomacy at all here. Like we just don't entertain it. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll bring in another man in the winners enclosure, and I know this meant an awful lot, Mister Nolo Sullivan. How are you doing, sir? Hi guys, I might uh, click the mute button. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, uh, I'm not going to bore you with how we're supposedly related. I think that was a tag a, a mutual colleague of ours, own and Bellin colleague, put on us for Sam. I was on the last time I was on here. I was a loser, so I said the next time I come on, I have to be a winner. Ah, sure, no, why not? <laughs> hey, I think I, done, I think I done two weekends in the bounce losing. And now I've done two weekends in the bounce winning, so uh, it's, it's a um, bit different this time. Yeah, sure, why not? I think, to be fair, um, um, your emotion at the end of the last stage would have told everybody how what it meant. Um, I thought it was a nice... It was nice. And, of course, I'm not considering the other for jumping up into his farm, father's arms like a four-year-old. That was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was a happy bunny, actually. Yeah. yeah, I was you know, lads. Yeah, you he was, smiling, he was smiling all weekend. He was smiling all weekend. His father was rallying. How? Who? How? It was hardly me. Eh? I said, of course, did you jump it up? Your father Aye. was happier than you were. Aye, I know. I, know, I think. I, I think Adam actually is after doing the rally with Lakes more times than I have. You know, three times I've done it, sir. So what age? You know, forty-four or five. You look well for it, actually. Eh? I know Zamir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm after age again. I'm after the weekend. Well, yeah. Anthony's still getting drives at 80, like so. That, I mean, there's hope for us all, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Hey, come when here, I'm Noel. Anthony's age, I'll be, I'll be doing an easier sport. Over the last. I've a sort where the time and the clock isn't watching me. It's, it's yeah. sad I need a, an adrenaline rush at the wrong side of 50. Like, <laughs> the, last, the last two weeks, Noel, just sum them up, right? Because it's been. Been pretty crazy as 
I suppose fortnights go, it's been uh, it's been pretty good, yeah. Yeah, um, look, the two weeks have been great. Um, two great drivers, obviously, at the top of their game. And uh, now it was just a dream come true, look, to win the first round of the British and to win my home rally. I could never have thought it at the start of the year. But um, look, I'll forever owe Callum for getting me my first rally the lakes win and hopefully not my last. Callum, in fairness, uh, it was probably the worst kept secret in the country last week about Mr. O'Sullivan sitting in beside you. Now, we didn't leak it. We may or may not have known last Tuesday, but uh, we uh, we did not leak it. It wasn't confirmed, definitely, of course. But, uh, yeah, um, just how last minute was this? And, by God, it, it clicked fairly seamlessly anyway, didn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, last, it was last real Sunday, really, Saturday and Sunday. Um, unfortunately, Shane, like, um, there was just some... Uh, as a family, as a family member, took on well, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I just thought it'd be best not to go and fair play to him too, because it's obviously a big thing for him to decide not to go, you know, because he doesn't want to ruin the rally for, um, mm-hmm. which obviously is not a good thing, you know. So, yeah, um, we didn't have much time to get a navigator gathered up, and also the same caliber as Noel there. Noel's top class navigator, you know, and the experience there, you know, we're stepping to. Obviously, writing notes is another part of it, and and then experience saying that something these R fives is, I just know they're kind of the pace is very sharp up there to be calling notes, and yeah, you were just lucky enough to get Noel on, and yeah, it worked out. It worked out really well. What's the the big differences between Mister Price and Mister Divine Noel? Um, what did you have to adjust in such a short space of time? And obviously, it worked. <laughs> um, I I didn't adjust anything really. Um. I don't know are they listening to me or have they did the DVD watched a lot of times, <laughs> but um no the boys are very similar. Look, they're they're on the same pace really. There's no difference between the two boys. Um, we get on great. I got on great with Ashton and Callum, and uh, it's just like you're racing with friends really. It's just a bit of fun, and you do your stage time and you chill out and relax again on the road section. Um, I suppose it's a little bit more tense for um people at home and family and Callum's family and the boys in service, but um when we're in the car we're we're relaxed and we just go and do our job, make sure we do it well and the best we can. I think we, we spoke um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. I think it was with John Kelly and his son, actually. And we always maintained that, or I certainly would always maintain that the relationship outside the car, as in outside the stage, and how you mm. get on and go to the coffee shop and have the phone. If you can get some sort of a mm. mutual, um, a common denominator yeah. between you, it's so much easier to get on rather than have someone yeah. in the car that either smells I think, I think we spoke I think we spoke about in the middle of the day about Derry being Tyrone football people <laughs> wouldn't believe that like but that came up on our old section as well yeah. it's, it's, it's little it's only the little things like um, yeah. and they make such a difference if you can click with a person or you know enjoy their company um, it makes it so much more enjoyable and of course um, yeah results follow it's it's, it's we nice. probably we probably still said of um, what or what you say or what was that? A lot during the weekend with the accents with a bit of the difference from being <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of what was that? What are you on about? I, sure. yeah. I thought that Polo came with that thing in the computer, Google Translate. No, did he not get, <laughs> did he not get that intercom? I think Steele had one of them out now for those boys. Yeah, yeah. you see, you can speak in one language and transfer it to the other way. So. Uh, yeah. Things a bit difficult see. things sometimes is people doing so for my uh, with my language up here too. That's a bit hard to understand. Yeah, do you understand, do you understand me there now, Anthony? I can't hear you. What you say? What what I was going to say was um in, in fairness, Callum, like you're not you're only in the ball all literally a wet day. Um you've transitioned to that fairly quickly, obviously, like you know, um and the battle was, was ferocious. Over the two days, um, and Anthony has asked the question to several lads about the poll and what makes it so special. And this, that, and the other, right? And I've told him not to fucking ask it again because he's not asking it. I think three or four times. But you, you've obviously got the grips with it fairly quickly, um, and you got confident with it fairly quickly. That's a, a case of learning to, to sprint before you can crawl. So, uh, what do you put that down to? Um, I probably I got a lot of confidence out of the car um, quite quickly. Um, and, and I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, when I'm driving it to you, get a lot of confidence in it. It makes you a lot more calmer behind the wheel, um, know what it's capable of doing. And then when you're able to do that, then you're able to 
fine with you definitely is in your own driving where you need to improve to get faster and, and uh, yeah I just uh, I just think it like that you know but to be honest most of the R5s out of like the Hyundai and the Ford and, and the Polo now it's they all have their they're all good at something like maybe they have a strong engine or some of the components is a bit better you know it's just really how to get the most out of each car um, and uh, yeah I just find the Polo I've just managed to it clicks a wee bit better with me, and um, I think obviously in my driving state, it's just kind of, yeah, uh, I, I, I just feel it's just going not too bad. What's the natural progression from that car in that? Is it the new Skoda that's coming out to be the natural? And obviously, the development has stopped in the Polo. Um, yeah. You're obviously not going to go back to the other one. So obviously, as you know, as the years go on, or maybe next year, the year after, you may find a situation where the other cars maybe as competitive and you may need to move again or whatever the case may be it, it it'll be hard to find a, a car that would suit um it'll be interesting to see what this new score r5 is like there's yeah. always a new car coming as well isn't there who's that there's always a new car there's always going to be a new car every year i suppose every yeah. Year. Yeah. it's yeah. always it's always going to happen yeah and i think as well to each car you know i think obviously last year when we started putting in results in the Ford, like everybody started to jump the Fords and then when somebody puts a result on the Polo, they kinda it kinda always jumps to the car what's always won at the time. And I think like if like the Citroen's obviously a very good car, it's proven in in Europe and stuff. So I'm guessing if a couple of guys start putting the results in the Citroens, who knows the whole place could be moving to Citroens in a couple of years time. Um but as you say the Skoda's the Skoda was probably it's always been a very good car all round. Um in Europe this last probably the last decade, I suppose, but um, I think it just never really took off here in the Irish terrain, which is yeah quite specialist, obviously, with the bumps and stuff. So, yeah, I just think of, um, yeah, whenever a car's tried and tested, probably, and it shows that it's capable of winning, I think, uh, yeah, most guys will follow suit, you know. Um, I suppose, yeah, they always want somebody to be the guinea pig in, the, in that people are, as you yeah. said, like the Citroen, people are probably afraid because there's mm -hmm. not enough of them out there to know what's the setup, what's kind of dampers, what's the compression, what's the rebound, and so on and so forth. And I suppose they're a bit nervous, whereas if they buy a Ford or a Polo, they can ring you or they can ring whoever and they can make a few phone calls and they'll, they'll have a base setting to go test in or to, you know, and then tweak it to suit themselves. But certainly yeah. I see with the Citroen there, um, the Citroen certainly seems to have the strongest engine. It seems to be the quickest, as in, in a straight line, because you'll see that if the stages are anyway fast and flowing, um that Citroen becomes in Johnny Greer's hands becomes very competitive. Um certainly yeah. some of the events there on where the stages were quite quick and um he seems to come very, very close to you guys. So it'll be interesting how that progresses in time. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has Johnny. Like as I say, he's putting on great times there at the weekend. Yeah. Um and once he just gets more mileage, he's he's obviously gets very, very quick, you know. So yeah, as I say, um, everybody seems happy. He seems happy with that car as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, lads, just uh, before we finish up there, so I ask a question like this very regularly. But going into the last stage, Callum and Noel, where was the mind before we uh, took off when we went three, two, one? What were we thinking? Obviously, it's a different mindset in that moment to any other stage, or is it a different mindset? Mm. Um, for me, it's for me, it's the same as any other stage, no matter what I'm doing or where I'm running or what I'm competing for. Oh, I have to do the same job. Mm. I have to do the same job no matter what it is, what is or what's on stake or what yeah. I'm competing for. I still have to do my job. So it's, it's no real difference to me really at all. Callum? I think that was kind of probably the, probably helped me too uh, at the weekend too as well. My, our mindset was like, um, obviously we were, we were, we were in the chasing, obviously trying to catch Alistair the whole time. So it was really when we set out, it was, we just need to keep punching in fastest stage times out throughout the weekend, and and when we came into uh, Sunday, like that's what was the plan, and and that's what we did, you know. So I was just really just resetting all the time and, and just going at it, you know. And to be fair, I think, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that that was really the mindset. It's a really. I suppose it's like a, it's a case really. It's a lot nicer to be the greyhound than the hare. Yeah, exactly. I think you're I think always, you're always better to be chasing, no matter what, like. 
So maybe if we were maybe if we were leading the rally by a, a comfortable margin, and maybe asked us that, maybe it might have been a different mindset, and maybe we've been thinking, mm. just whatever you do, don't cut there, don't cut here. Where will we not cut? Stay in the middle of the road. You know that will be the mindset, and then you've been probably thinking everything around you, what could happen, or you've been listening to all the wee rattles in the engine and the car and stuff. Mm. Maybe that would have been some things, but as I say, all, all our focus was always on was just, yeah, we're, we just have to go flat out and, and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep putting the pressure on. And yeah, that's what we did. And that's what we kept at. So, and what's what's next? And I see the, the Maiden City Motor Club left the uh, entry list out there today, I think it was. So, uh, what's what's in the pipeline for uh, Callum Devine? Yeah, obviously, that's, I've been entering that before we did that. Uh, before we did Clarney, so we went in for that. So yeah, we'll see. We're going to do that. You know, um, obviously, Donegal's next. So I need to really see if I'm uh, get the car ready and, and give it a good check over. You see, so yeah, we'll probably confirm that the next week or two if we're going to what what we're going to do next. You know, um, the Maiden City Rally. But yeah, it's obviously quite gooby rally too, and a big strong entry, which which is mm. good to see. Um, be nice to do it, but as I say at the moment, maybe it might be a wee bit too tight for. Um, Mm-hmm. Doing them all, as I say, you can't do them That's all. If we could get him down here to Limerick, we can stay in the spare room here with the dog. That's nice. That was nice. Yeah. That's the circuit of the month, so it's on the, the first weekend in June. So it'll be about three weeks out from us all hitting the Dunny Gauls. He's pushing you for an answer on live here now. He's trying <laughs> to get you written down. <laughs> I, exactly. I, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice I think that's probably the closest of it before Donegal, so. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe in a couple of weeks' time I'll have to re- reset and see how we get on and see what the, Noel, see what the plan is. You're Jim Clark and I take it next, yeah? Jim Clark's next for me, yeah, with Oshin again, the second round of the British. So um, back across the water and another attack, see can we get the job done. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks a mil to both for coming on. Well done and looking forward to chatting to you again soon, all right? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. Thanks, there guys. See you guys. Down the line, Sullivan. Uh, yeah, so uh, great to have a chat with Laz. You could see uh, what it meant. You could hear what it meant. Um, and yeah, fantastic. We will be going through, as I said, the class winners a little bit later on. Uh, coming up next, uh, we should have Josh Moffat backstage. I think he's there somewhere. I don't see a, a camera turned on. Hopefully, he can get that sorted. In a moment, we're going to be chatting that's to... My, that's my fault now because I didn't message him in time. Hi, hold on. I think... Say nothing, say nothing now. Say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Josh, how are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was my fault. I didn't send him the details in time. So. We'll have to sack this producer, I think. <laughs> ah, <laughs> how, are you, how are you keeping, Josh? Yeah, not too bad now. Not too bad now. Yeah, so still uh, still leading the championship. Um, what we got twenty one points there. Uh, so yeah, what was what was your thoughts on on the weekend? And I suppose in general, um, you've been a man in in, in serious form. Uh, a few things hadn't gone your way uh, up and down, but uh, you're showing some form. And while everyone's talking about polos and and Fords and everything, uh, you're uh, tipping along nicely in this Hyundai. Yeah, I, I suppose we've had the the Hyundai now for a while, and, and I suppose we're probably starting to get our own doubts about the car. But uh, yeah, look, we, we we you know we just went rally after rally, and, and we're just making more and more changes to the car every time we were we were out in it. And I suppose we just sort of hit the ground running this year with the car, and um, it's it's obviously been working quite well for us this year. So. Um, we probably use some of the national events there to play around with the car still and and try and still make some improvements to it. But yeah, look at it in, in general. We're, we're we're very happy with the car. Um, I think there's always improvements to be made, but I think that's probably in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, go on. I can see you lining up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking: is there is there is there still a lot of uh, development? Is there is there new bits being homologated for that all the time? Are there constantly little updates and bits and pieces? It's a car issue. We don't know. No, not so much because, yeah, no, because that's now considered the the old car. Obviously, any oh, development nice. Hyundai would be doing would be for the for the new R five car, the the Rally two car now. Yes. So. Yeah, look at maybe towards in the future we would maybe look at a, a newer car, maybe a new Hyundai. But um, I, I think what we have at the minute, it's the car in general hasn't done that much rallying yet. So um, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep pushing away at that. 
I suppose you're really being the guinea pig for others in the sense that it isn't that you can pick up the phone and ring somebody else as to what they tried in a setting or whatever the case may be. You're, you're entirely relying on your own ability to try and set it up with Tom or whoever. And yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, I, I, you'd wonder, would it be an advantage like all these guys that jumped on the, the Volkswagen bandwagon? Um, would it be an advantage if there was a couple of other guys out there with the same car? It's hard to know, really. Yeah, I suppose uh, probably everybody holds their information quite close to them. And um, unless you're in a big team, I suppose, like Melvin Evans there that has several polos and he knows the settings in them all. Um, if you're a one-man band or whatever going out with your polo, it'd be very hard to get that information. Um, but look at your, even at that, you know, with Tom Gahan and his team there, like the, the years of experience, you know, it's it's very easy to, to, to develop your own thing there and, and, and work it out yourselves. Yeah. Have you, you've taken the Hyundai to Donegal before, have you? Uh, no, I, I actually hired Philip Gases. Yeah. The last time. So, yeah. So it'll be a bit of a, a baptism a, fire saw to get your setting right. I have yeah. a question for you, Josh. So we interviewed Tom Gahan, obviously, very recently down in Carrigan Shore, and we were talking about car prep, and, and he obviously we'll be we'll be modest enough anyway but he said it's 90 percent the driver and 10 percent the setup where do you see the ratio um okay, I, probably all aspects is very important and it's the it's the car setup it's it's there's so many aspects to rallying it's your notes it's your navigator you know you need everything working to be really on your game it's not just one single thing that's going to make it work for anybody um it's it's all the elements i think is so important what do you think about um i suppose the the whole thing of where where am i going with this i suppose just like i was i was baffled to learn and it's it's probably well known from a lot of people from a car prep point of view that like obviously whoever's doing it has has the car kind of the whole time but i'm curious to know in the ins and outs of, of trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong and if you're getting frustrated trying to work out everything to try and get down to have a look at the car have a little spin out on it and all this and and obviously having to trust in what the car prep guy is saying um because often we can chop and change when we're looking for results and maybe it's just for the sake of it because we're so desperate like what, what do you think about that in general jesus i'm trying to figure out what you're asking myself <laughs> So what's the what's the basic question there now? Yeah, the, I the, 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 the basic what, question. Man? The basic question is right. <laughs> we I went on a bit of a tangent there. We're 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 chopping and changing when things aren't getting right. Sometimes when the car is fine and all, um, and when the driver is fine, everything is fine, of course. But sometimes has there ever been a situation, I suppose, in your career down through the years where you're looking to make a change, but maybe just say Thomas disagreed or whatever, or you think that that's what the issue is, maybe, or would it be a conversation that? Is of interest, I suppose. Oh, yeah, like I suppose, like Tom's at the this game a long time, and uh, you know, if I wanted to make any changes with the car, or wasn't certain or overly happy with a particular way it was taking junctions or bumps or one thing or another, like it's the conversation with Tom where we try to work out a like a strategy or whatever to try and make it better and move it forward. Um, and look at yeah sure it's not a big deal to try something for the next loop or whatever it's not like we're going to change something so massively where it's not going to work all of a sudden yeah um, so you know it's it's just a it's just a matter of trying stuff and there's quite often we might make a small change and i'll, I'll go into the first stage of the loop and i'll be like don't like that and i, mm -hmm. I the first thing i do is i phone tom and i'm like tom this is not good how do i wind it back or whatever so um yeah, look, there's a good relationship there to, to make that to make that all work. I think in a lot of cases, when you see if I, I think I, I got an idea where Kevin was coming from, if you were one of these drivers that was constantly changing and constantly, in other words, no matter what was done for you, it wasn't right. Yeah, pretty I much. Yeah, either yeah. <laughs> walking down the M50 there trying to get yeah. to the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, like, yeah, yeah. And I've seen that over the years that no matter what you did, no matter what setting and you put in, no matter what compression, no matter how many clicks you brought it forward or backwards, the complaints were coming. And I think at that point, the relationship would break down with whatever preparation man was running the car. Whereas 
I suppose, and Josh will, will, will relate to this. If you're inside in service and you want to try something new, move with two clicks. Don't move with 22 clicks, like forward or backwards, or don't don't change that and then change the springs and take out 50s and put in 56s. Don't change four things because now you want to know what was the thing that helped. Make a little change and go out the next time and chase. That wasn't too bad. And go another little bit and say, geez, that was terrible. Go back a bit. And it's only by tiny little changes over a period of, you could be doing it for 12 months, playing and playing and playing away with it. And of course, unfortunately in Ireland, or fortunately, I suppose really from a spectator's point, if you go to Galway, muck, gutter, it's such an unusual characteristic. Um, and and then you go to the circuits, it's a totally different characteristic. You go to um, Killarney, it's a totally different characteristic. So even if you had a setting that worked in Galway, there was no way in hell it was going to work in Killarney or it will work in Donegal, or, you know, so it changes from a VIN to a VIN. So, yeah, I think the relationship you'd have with whoever was preparing your car was really, really important. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. There we go. So, listen, Josh, I know we're going to see you down here in Carlow, I think, in a few weeks, are we? Yeah, that's the plan, anyway. Good man, good man. Well, listen, um, I suppose looking forward to having a chat with you because we're going to be out and about ourselves that weekend. It's, it's, Jesus, you could, you could drive a hurling ball into the Seven Oaks from here. So I look forward to having a chat with you. The very best of luck and uh, keep her late, all right? Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, and you. stick him to buy a drink when you're down there. You'll be doing well to get him to do that. I bought you a haircut this week, you stop. Thanks, Josh. Take it easy. Good luck. Good night. God bless. There we go. Josh Moffat, uh, leader of the uh, Tarma Championship uh, and the National, of course, as well. Uh, okay, so we're moving on to historics this time. And uh, Tommy, come on. How are we keeping Good lads and yourselves. Flying them now. So uh, we were told that uh, historics was the forgotten category. Um, and uh, I was like, Jesus, that, that's hurting out. That's hurting after having Anthony O'Sullivan on that Royal's car and stuff. But uh, we do our best here, seriously. Uh, in general, it's a, it's a fabulous category. I love it. I was only saying to Tommy off air, Anthony, that, uh, you know, when I was going to rallies in maybe the late 90s first as a kid and the early 90s and stuff, I wasn't a big fan of historics or whatever. Now all of a sudden, the cars I, I did enjoy at that particular time have become <laughs> historics and some are still historics and different things. Uh, but uh, we've remarked upon it already, I think, Anthony, uh, after West Cork with regards to the actual pace of them now. I think it was after mm -hmm. the circuit as well. Uh, but Tommy, what's it like, obviously, to compete in? Well, I suppose, Anthony, the, the funny thing about it, or Kevin, the funny thing about it for me is that I started at the opposite end of the spectrum as a young fella. I was taken to the likes of the first historic rally in Killarney, and I had no interest in modern stuff, or at least I didn't think at the time. But now, what was modern back then is now coming into the historics. You know, um, I have a great passion for, for older cars, so I suppose I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to sit um, in those type of cars, you know. And yeah, you said at a forgotten rally. But you look at the top end of the historics now and some of them lads are putting in times that will put them, you know, in the mix for modified events. So they're, they're not slow by any means. And as well, now the, the calibre of the cars that are in the historics, there's no bad historic car anymore. They're all prepared, you know, to a serious standard and the cars are looked after professionally. You know, some of the guys, some of the top competitors at the weekend were visitors from Wales and from the UK. So, I mean, it's... It was over, I think, 26 or 27 on the entry list at the outset. So it is a very popular category um, and getting, you know, more popular. I think people are starting to realise that, you know, you, Anthony there was talking to the lads about, you know, different cars, you know, like the likes of the new Skoda coming on. There are no new historic cars with the concept of homologation. So you build a historic car, you build it to the standard that it was at the time. You can't overdevelop it, you know. You, so the beauty of it is that once you build your car, your car is fit for the rally so you, you you're on an even keen with with other competitors in the class actually just kevin just when you mentioned about the speed of historic cars it's not that many uh, years ago um we were in the historic lakes with a hired escort from um the percy brothers in clock jordan and rob duggan was there in a in a in a viking motorsport car and ray breen was there i might have they mixed up or were they bought there in Viking cars? Anyway, it don't matter. But if my memory serves me right, certainly those three cars were in the top five of the modifieds. I think actually Craig Breen's or Rob Duggan's car, it might have been Rob's car, was actually winning. So they were actually quicker than the historic BDA car was actually quicker than 
the Gary Kiernan car. I must go back and check. And if there weren't, there was only tiny seconds between them. But, but I think it was the first time in record for the historic lakes. Obviously, as you know, the historic lakes is brought up into three different events. But it was the first time that a historic car was the fastest car. I must check because I, 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 again, I could be wrong. Um, but I don't think so. I think that 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 Rob Duggan was Rob Duggan won it that year. Was it Robert Craig? Rob Duggan won it that year, I think. And I think his car was quicker than the quickest, latest yeah. Millington all singing and dancing Martu. So it just showed you the the potential. Um, it I don't know what it showed you actually. It showed you that no matter all the all the years of development and the old car was still quicker because obviously as as Tommy says. The, as 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 regards there was there was actually homologation back in the seventies and it has to run to what it was back in nineteen seventy two or three. And an interesting yeah, I think, conversation. I think, I think the beauty of that, Anthony, the beauty of that is that again, you know, you build a car to that specification. So there isn't a guy gonna rock up next week like in the modifieds with the, the newest gearbox or the newest no. suspension setup, you know. So it is it's it's makes it's, it it's, 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 somewhat. It was a ZF box in 72 and it's a ZX box in 2022. It makes no odds. Yeah, yeah. And the like no, teach you, one here. Your lad's now starting to say, you know, is it is it fair to have the likes of, you know, the, the four-wheel drive starting to come into? But it's like you said with stages, it's progression. You know, time is coming around. Yeah. And you see on Sunday there, the likes of Bertie Fisher's and Pretza sitting in service there, you know, as a guest of the weekend. And it's, it's only a matter of time before those cars start coming into it. If rumours to be believed that they, 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 they divulged a little bit from service on a bit of a, a, a jaunt too, but um, but to go back into to go back into what you were saying about the historics, I know you and I uh, have spoken about this, and I was interested in your view on it, but I'm more interested now to tell everybody your view on it. And this was about when you 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 start in the historic rally. Obviously, it runs at the, it runs as a separate event on the first day. Yes. Go in, go with that story a minute because I I, I, I was intrigued by that. And this yeah, was literally it, 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 if you look at the West Cox scenario where unfortunately um, you don't you do the first six stages. I actually don't know what format you did in Killarney. Um so I, I, I presume think, you I went to the briefing the same as normal. Did you go to the briefing? Yeah, we did briefing. So we did effectively we're there the same length of time as every other competitor that's doing the national or the international. We attended drivers briefing on Friday evening at the same time. But the format that seems to have taken place with a lot of the internationals at the moment is that we don't compete on the first loop of stages on the Saturday. Now, conversations held over the weekend with some of the competitors, they're saying for the extra couple of hundred euros, they'd be happy and content to do the entirety of the rally. One of the biggest problems is it's the same costs to competitors to be down on Friday night, to be there all their Saturday and all day Sunday. In West Cork, we spent a considerable length of time waiting around to get out in the first loop of stages. Now, in West Cork, it was an 8.30 uh, start with driver's briefing. I think it was something like 3 o'clock in the afternoon before we actually saw a, a stage. In West, in West Cork as well, on the Saturday, we were a standalone event with our own double O's, but... On the Sunday, we were put into the main field. So effectively, we were split up amongst the, the, the national rally itself. And, you know, we'd modified escorts coming behind us. Slightly different in Killarney with the, with the format, with drivers briefing on Friday night. Yes, we didn't get out in the first loop of stages on Saturday afternoon. But when we did get into, into rallying with our own double O's and our own standalone event, we stayed together collectively both Saturday and Sunday. And I suppose... From a competitor's point of view in the historics, that suits us far better. There are, like, I spoke with somebody today and he said, you know, it's not cutthroat competition in historics. There's massive camaraderie in it. You have very much like-minded individuals with, you know, the same outset, albeit some are quicker than others. You've BDAs and you've Pintos. But in the categories of the historics, you've we have our own little battles, you know, and we race amongst lads that are of a similar speed and a similar interest. When you dilute that, putting us into the main field, we'll say for want of a better, give you a prime example. Sunday morning in Ring um, in West Cork, we had uh, Hazel O'Callaghan starting behind us with a modified escort. You know, we are limited to a four speed box, albeit it is a two litre car and everything else. You know, the setup is different, suspensions are different and everything else. And it, I won't say it makes you uncomfortable, but you can concentrate when your driver is looking maybe in the mirror, you know, thinking, 
is he going to be holding him up or are we going to get caught? Whereas when you go into a like-minded rally and a class with other historic cars, you know the guy behind you. If he's going to be a little bit quicker than you, you know, you might do a reshuffle or you'll say, okay, he's going to take 10 or 15 seconds off us, but he's not going to catch us and we're not going to hold him up. Plus, when you're together as a rally, I suppose, you can get out at time controls or the start of the stages and you can have the chat with the fella. And I don't think yet in historic rallying, I've had a, a competitor ask me or I in turn asked him, what time did you do on that stage? You know, it's not like, yes, obviously, we're all looking online and seeing where we are in classes and how we're doing against each other. But the overall thing is that we're actually there to enjoy our rallying and enjoy the cars and display the cars that we have effectively. And that was that was the bit when we, we spoke during the week about this. And that's why I was mad to have you on that when you said that you don't compare times. And I went, yeah. wow. And and yeah. I think and you're right in what you say. I and, and it's no blame to any guys in West Cork. I think people just I don't think people realize that it's I, yeah, I don't think organizers in general just realize that. As you said, there is no cutthroat element. They're purely there for the love of the vehicle and the love of the sport. Um, everyone is so everyone gets so focused on the competition and the intensity and as you said the class 14 and, and, and everything and that's fine but even yeah, until you told me I, I i went wow you know if you take a step back what you're saying was absolutely right now i don't yeah. know how you get it to work going forward how do you get sorry for moving because i'm just uncomfortable where i'm sitting that's why the camera is not that i'm drunk or anything um how this do you time get, on yet. no no uh how do you how do you work that then so how do you work it not to incorporate the historic on day two so day one is fine uh day one is fine but how do you work it not to yeah well, i think you, even if even in respect to day one i suppose you know clubs probably need to look at it again and say you know we're there it's the same cost to be there for the entirety of the weekend you know maybe turn it around maybe start a full day and Saturday and you know some competitors might be happy if we're going to have to do only a half day do it on the Sunday give lads an opportunity maybe to get settled up to go home but like realistically I think leaving us alone like at the weekend in Killarney as a standalone event with our own double O's um, I think it's to the benefit of the sport really I mean I think it would entice more obviously there was over 20 historic cars in Killarney at the weekend and similar a strong entry in West Cork but where it fell down a lot of the times when the national events you might only see two three or four historic cars because effectively they're being mixed into the main field and there's this kind of general consensus that maybe we're a bit slower but you look at some of the times and from the historic cars and as you said you know the likes of rob or craig and these guys when they're driving them or alan or fergus at the weekend they're as quick as a lot of the cars but i think i think they have to look at it and realize that we're not an add-on you know we're we're as good as any other competitors in the event and we should be recognized for that i suppose it's yeah it may add five minutes onto your rally so in other words what you're saying is when the last uh main field runner goes through the stage and we'll just use Killarney for the example so on day two on miles gap when the last main field runner would leave the start line of miles gap there would be maybe one double O going after that and within obviously wait for three minutes um, to give the double O and that left whose car won Alan Ring, I think it was, and leave Alan in behind that. So I yeah, suppose I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'd love to, I, I, I must talk to one or two organizers. I'm just curious to know, um, is there any negative to that? Because it sounds such a simple thing to do. Obviously, yeah, that is out to three minutes. It, but it, like, And the flip side of this was they're doing it for the juniors. You know, albeit they're only doing the one day, so... You know, and there's like there was twenty historic cars finished in Killarney. There was there was only ten junior cars that finished. You know, so from a financial point of view, you'd never be saying the clubs would be wanting to encourage more historic cars. And it proves every every November or December when the historics run in Killarney, there are plenty of historic cars in the country. But well, of course, it's growing and growing and growing. Certainly, it's I've it. done the historic lakes several times, and it is some crack. Like you actually, and, and and as you um, alluded to there, you actually realize why you compete you you enjoy it it is far more enjoyable certainly when we do the anytime we've done the historics yes we were trying to compete for a, a position or an overall position and so on but it's not as intense and maybe just your mindset thinking it's not as intense but you certainly seem to enjoy it more 
Um, yeah, look, I mean, there are there are battles within the classes as well, and we always like to get one up on the lads, you know, and get a couple of seconds off from here and there. But like this particular weekend was was probably one of the most enjoyable events that I've done, and it wasn't particularly to do with actually being on the stages because like Declan Casey there that sat with Todd Falvey the weekend had the foresight to create a WhatsApp group and include a lot of the historic competitors, and it was like wow. it was not going for a weekend away with your buddies. You know the crack and the banter and, and everything that goes with it and it just and it leads on to the next event i mean already today the, the, the group is renamed it's it's for donegal next and trying to to get lads that may not necessarily have gone to donegal to think about going another weekend away and having having the crack and the banter with each other i i'm, I'm just here smiling to myself thinking that i i couldn't picture um i couldn't picture my country cousin there callum say and uh and um and uh, the likes of Alistair and all these boys in a WhatsApp group now, uh, having a chat during the day um about how things are going. It's just it's a different it's it's for all the world like a different yeah. sport. Mm. You're like a school child there, Kevin. You raised your yeah, hand you because we have a comment. We have a comment in which is noteworthy from Greg McCarthy, who has said that ah. uh, West Cork used uh, Houston to I think he means used to in the past run historic as a separate event. Uh, they're only seeded into the main field in the last two years pre-COVID at the request of some of the historic competitors in the past. Oh. All right, so okay. that's a well, that was interesting Greg. because I was saying I'd love to talk to someone. It would be Greg actually. I would have been bend in his ear. So um, yeah, I just had to put that in there. Sorry, I put the hand up. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no, it's just interesting when you're talking about it, like. You know. Yeah, but, and the thing to be careful about here is that, you know, Wisconsin is a, is a fantastic event and it's not a reflection on DMI Sports, but it's just to no. try and get a grasp on, you know, and Killarney did things at the weekend where we didn't do the full day on Saturday as well. And I don't know what the, the intentions are for, for Donegal, which way to run it, but I suppose as competitors in the historics, we just feel it's better to, you know, to be together, whatever, whatever way they want to run it, but... I suppose the difficulty as well from an organisational point of view is that you look at the top end, some of the top end historic cars as well, you know, they are they are ultimately quick, you know, and some of us would fall into to other other categories and classes in that regard within the national. Mm. But from from a kind of um an overall point of view, I think being kept together is is a better way of running it really, do you know. The risk of losing stages is another comment that's come in there from Kevin O'Reilly. That's something to consider. Uh, as a possible yeah. complaint that has come in before that if you do have the, the delay obviously to get in the double O sweeper and then run off the historics that you may be over the time allowed obviously for the road to stay closed and you have to just you know that sort of way like yeah, and, or if there's a blockage then you're in trouble as well like yeah no, my answer no to road closing is just get it longer get it get it road closed out to six o'clock like even though you may not use it that's an easy one to remedy but it's an interesting it was just interesting as i said we spoke during the week about it and it was just it was interesting when I when I heard it, and I says, "Yeah, I says I need this fellow on to say that just to just to put it's literally to put the opinion and put the thought out there." Mm. I yeah, absolutely. It's not saying his right, wrong, good, bad, or indifferent, but it was just a a, a very interesting viewpoint that thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think and also, going yeah. forward, going forward, the historics is going to get bigger and bigger. You know, there's more cars coming in, and the fellas are starting to realise it. It's the it's the way to go. I suppose to be very remiss of this podcast, considering we're never afraid to discuss issues here, as you know, where, and, and being live that Callum didn't realize we were live. Um, I suppose I, we have to congratulate you on being an internet sensation, an overnight internet sensation after 35 years or whatever age you are. Um, yeah, I think that was a very uh, good uh, reflection on your your, 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 your professional day-to-day job. I thought that was handled excellently. Um, but of course, you're used to that. It probably meant nothing to you, but to all our smear mortals watching it, we went, "Yeah, that looks good. It's nice to paint the 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 the, the paint the job in a good light." Because sometimes they, they're they're not often that 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 job doesn't often get the credibility the credit it it, it deserves. But yeah, it um, yeah, it sure a, we can't uh, discuss the ins and outs of it. Well, <laughs> look, just yeah. we, we can give general context. So, a situation occurred where a spectator wanted to go down a live stage, essentially, and there was a bit of kind of an over and back about about that. Um, and how you basically came on. And the one thing that stood out for me straight away was, "I'm here. I'm trying to help you." That's something that when you always say it, no matter who you are or what your job is, when you say that, there is a good chance you are going to be able to reason with someone. Uh, and I have to commend you on that. I thought that was a standout thing for me. 
Yeah, I suppose it it, it happened so quick, and as, as Anthony alluded to, the, you know, we deal obviously in, in my profession, we deal with a lot of conflict on a daily basis, and I suppose you, you become immune to it somewhat. But I say what what really saved me in that incident was when we arrived, you know, there was marshals everywhere, yellow flags, and I actually thought there had been an accident, you know, because we had been delayed on the start line prior to that. Uh, poor Duncan Williams had, had, had broken down as he went into the stage and you know I thought we had come on an accident but the, the radio marshal was very quick to inform me that what was going on so I was summarised what was going on and obviously there was heated emotions and I mean it's it's blatantly obvious there's there's footage out there of it and we live in a society now where we have to be very very conscious of that everything is recorded um, and I'm not, I'm not one to, to generally you know highlight what I do for a living obviously people do know that, I, that I'm a guard or whatever else but you had you had marshals you had spectators you had the individual that was there that were having their their conflict and the conflict that was there and I just saw an opportunity to take the gentleman away and, and you know trying to explain to him that you know we could help him but he had to work with us for it to help and I have to commend the, the marshals that were there in particular the, the girl that was there because you know they are volunteers they they don't go out and I don't know what what they do for a living or they mightn't be used to dealing with conflict and everything else but it, it, it went back again to the basics and the simple thing of you know the, we, we activated trackers you know we got a radio marshal to notify control of what was going on and you know Seven or eight cars maybe lost out on the stage as a result of it, but ultimately I was far happier pulling away from that situation, knowing that nobody had gotten hurt or that we hadn't been involved ourselves because we were the next car on it, you know, that we didn't have to take avoidance action and have an accident. But fortunately, because it was resolved quite quickly, the double O's were able to get back in and get the junior rally up and running again. So, but again, thankfully, the, the video wasn't overly popular on Sunday evening. It was more yesterday, we'll say Monday before it came out. So I didn't have to do too many interviews. But like, I've had a lot of texts and phone calls from competitors and spectators and people since the event. And, you know, it's nice to, to get it acknowledged. But it, it was what you just did at the time when it happened, basically, you know, and made sure that things were solved and sorted. Well done. That's all I can say. Yeah. Fair play to you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and look, in 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 general, got, the very best. Now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Anthony. It's 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 not it's not my first viral video, unfortunately. And I, I've not. I'm surprised that there hasn't been any commentary or or messages put up to PG. I doubted myself one time. It was one of my only my second rally ever. We um we had an incident where we ended up in the roof, and I was a bit vocal. I hadn't had an accident in a rally before. I was normally familiar with rallying, I suppose, from a competitive point of view, and. That was a viral sensation as well for uh, for a while. So that's uh, two yeah, for two. PG, so I'm yeah. dreading what the third video is going to be. <laughs> I think Ford PJ actually retired. I think he was doing quite well in, oh, the, in the class. And he retired very, very late. In there. He retired on the last stage, I think, in the Sunday. Uh, last stage, yeah. And I tell yeah. you, it was the first text that I sent from, from once we got from, through the final control to send him a text that I was gutted for him. because Because yeah, I'm trying to see the photograph. And I didn't understand. Was it a drive popped out? It was a dry shaft yeah, popped dry out or a dry yeah. shaft popped yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a good weekend, as he said himself. The point was proven. You know, he was going quite well before that happened. So, yeah, a good and guy. just to touch on another thing that you said there, you were Blackguard and Calumet to start to the podcast about emotions and that. I suppose one of the benefits of running at the back of the field at the at the weekend in the historics is when I got into Park Former after the event was over, is that I got to witness Noel and Noel's dad meeting in the car park and obviously all the publicity the week prior to the event with, with Noel Senior and all the years he's done it. It was nice just to see the two of them embracing and realising, you know, that it is it is a family event and you know it was nice to see in the occasion but and there was plenty of celebrations afterwards. I was telling <laughs> Kevin off here before we started, I went out to the, the prize given on Sunday night and I partied like I thought I was still in the junior rallying but when I was <laughs> on Monday I can certainly tell you I, I, I won't be at that at that crack anymore. <laughs> Well, do you know what? That's a lovely place to leave it. Tommy, I really enjoyed having you on. Thanks for coming on with us. And we'll chat Cheers. to you again soon, Thanks all right? And well done again. Cheers. See you, Dami. Yeah, that was great. That's really good. That's a prompt and great discussion. Um, we I, need told to move on was, to... I told you he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. We need to move on to our next guest, Mr. Dennis Nagel. How are you, sir? Good things, Kevin. How are you? Hi, Dennis. How's it going? Apologies. I don't know this chap at all. But the, the name is good, so we should be... Is there a relation tie-up? Yeah, there is. There is a bit. All right, yeah. Yeah. What's the extent yeah. of it there, just to give it to people that don't know? Um, my dad and Paul's dad would have been first cousins. Right. The man, the man, uh, that, man that invented for, or, um, historic rallying so Tommy could go out and play, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So Morris Nagel, the famous Morris Nagel, Lord of Mercy, Morris was your uncle. 
second cousin, I think, is it? Oh, sorry, yeah, I got him. Family, family trees. Um, uh, I, I'm often like that as well, especially when the father. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, you're not getting that. But Dennis, in fairness, as we said at the outset of the program, we do go down to the class winners of every event, but we never actually interviewed one separate. To, you know, the classes that are kind of. Uh, I don't know how would you how would you put it, like kind of at the forefront. Uh, you were impressive in winning class nine alongside a good Carol man, a lad I know well, Mister Brian Rowan. So talk us through your weekend. Uh, yeah, it was great. We um, I'd be familiar with a lot of the Saturday stages there, kind of around the area where I was brought up and where I live. So um, when Brian came down and we did a recce, we kind of had a plan in place that we kind of go out and have a bit of a push on Saturday and see how we were fixed in. If we had a trouble free day, we'd try and just get through Sunday then without any bother. But we had a good run on uh, the second stage and we kind of built up a good lead in, so we just tried to manage that. We um, we got a puncher all right on the second last stage Saturday. So we had to drive for about probably just under half with the uh, the puncher. Um, but we managed it well enough anyway. We still we still did over overnight and um, just got through Sunday then. I think to get to the end of any international rally is such an achievement. I- I, I'd say no matter where you finished, it's 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 an achievement in some cases to get to the bloody end of it because it's um the stages back there are so demanding. Like you go in and you come down the back end of Balak Bima there, like and that's and one junior chap actually had a bit of misfortune there. But it's so tricky and so demanding. And as and, and as you relate to the pace not calling is intense going down to the likes of those places. And uh yeah. It's a, there's a great buzz. Mind you, actually, you may notice, I, I heard it, and I don't know whether it's true or not, is there, is there proposed improvements to the Malls Gap Road? Is, I hear that's in a big plan for Kerry going forward. I'm I know many fellas will hate the idea of it, but... Yeah, I'm not too sure. I know there's a lot of resurfacing done there now, uh, just up to Fisher's Bridge and things, but I'm not too sure how, how further on they're going taking that. Yeah, it'll be interesting, I suppose, yeah, for it'll be a rally man's worst nightmare. I know it'll be a tourist delight, but uh, yeah. I think as as we, we discussed it earlier, we're seeing some of the, the classic stages slightly eroded, even though the name is still there and it's still fantastic to go up it. Um, yeah, I think from a rally man's perspective, he doesn't want a 30-foot wide, really. Yeah, definitely. The, the gap definitely has changed a lot, even since I started rallying. But geez, there's nothing like uh, nothing like we up the gap and going to Kenmare. It's, it's something else. It's brilliant, but isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, as bad as up there, it's still classed to, to get over it. Would you rather think, go left or right at the top? Uh, left, I think. Yeah, I've never actually rallied right, so yeah. I would even yeah, just. Uh, most people, I think, rather left. I don't know. I personally would be left as well. I, I, I don't get the same. I don't think the car slides as much when you go right going around at the top. I think you don't get um you don't get as much a reaction. You'll hear a big roar from the crowd when it goes left, but you don't seem to get the same reaction when you turn right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work um, when you go left down to the end as well, like especially if, if tires and whatnot are on the way out after the, the work up along. Yeah, the car they, uh, yeah, you find that actually, yeah, the cars intend to roll around a small bit, whatever the, the, the good has probably gone out of them by then. But yeah, of course it's such an abrasive road, as you said, with all the resurfacing. But even in the older days, it was still very abrasive up there. And even though it meant it made no sense to go up on a hard tire early in the day, you could do it really up on Mars Gap like, but it's a unique and there's no other rally really like that that you could nearly start the rally at seven o'clock in the morning with hard tires. Yeah, exactly. And all the gap is class. And even Black Beamers, I love Black Beamer myself, uh, especially, we'll say, the second half of the stage. It's it's nice. So it suits my little car anyway, definitely the, the tight, twisty stuff. Yeah, I know. Nice event. Dennis, uh, just before I let you go, unfortunately, there's a clipping or something with the with the microphone. I don't know what's, I know what's going on there, but I have to ask you, what's what's next on your agenda? Well, uh, not, nothing for a while. I'm, uh, I'm due to get married later this year. and I'm just trying to Ah, Jay's a good man. So, um, I'd say the rally will be put in a hole for a while now. Jez, yeah. that's two of you. All right, Kevin. When are you uh, going? To... Uh, I took I took the plunge there last year, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell yeah. you, lads. Well, maybe I said maybe I said a bad trend, Dennis. Did he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, lads. I married since two thousand and eight. It is a great day, and it is a great. It is um, it is, it is, it is just the finest. Yeah, well, listen, enjoy it, Dennis. That's all I can say. Take it, take it all in, and enjoy it. It's uh, it is a great day, as Anthony said. So yeah, a couple of months time, is it? Yeah, yeah, the August Bank Holiday weekend. Yeah, that's the job. That's the job. And we're invited to the afters, are we? I should lend on, if you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the job. Listen, Dennis, thanks a million for coming on. And yeah, uh, we'll chat to you soon. The best luck at the, the wedding, all right? Yeah, thanks. Good night. Come on. There we go. So, Anthony, we have to go down through our class winners. So, uh, yes. Dennis Nagel and Brian Rowe winning class nine there. So, let's go down through the whole lot while we're at Class seven, that went to uh, Michael O'Brien. Uh, the RC2, or R5, as some people like to call it, or whatever. So, Callum Devine and Nola Sullivan, Josh Moffat, Andy Hayes, Johnny Greer and Niall Burns. That's your top three overall. Uh, the RC4, Jason Dixon and Darren Curran. Uh, moving down to that uh, famous Class 24, Class 25. Uh, you've got Jason McSweeney and Liam Brennan winning that. Uh, class 10 went to Alan Costello and Paddy Costello. 11F went to Darren Young and Sean Walsh. Second there, Shane Dillon and Sean Hickey. And third, Niall O'Connell and Tommy O'Connor. 11R went to Mark Murphy and Thomas Murphy. Second, Bob Moore and Owen Collins. And then Mike Nelligan and John Hurley. Uh, class 12 going to Sean Winehead and Aileen Kelly. Uh, second there, Searle Wharton and Donald Falvey. Raymond O'Neill and Parag Donovan. Third, class 13 honours going to uh, uh, Raymond Conlon and Damien Fleming. Colin Moynihan and uh, Kevin Horgan second Sean Moore and Jonathan Keane third Rob Duggan what what a performance in fairness we haven't spoken about it yet uh, he was absolutely incredible we did tip that last week um, he was true to form in fairness uh, winning alongside uh, Jarrah Conway with 48 seconds to spare in the modified over Kevin Eves and Chris Melly and they were absolutely spectacular as well it just goes to show how good Rob was and he's on a, on home turf. Connor Murphy, third there with Sean Collins. Class 15 going to Andy Heakin and Sarah McFadden. Uh, class 20, John Hickey and uh, Morris McGilly get in that Fubaru. Uh, class 22 going to uh, Cyril Casey and Mick Lonergan. Good man, Mick. Know him quite well. Uh, Killian Cronin, a good friend of the podcast as well. Check out Rally Dinner podcast too if uh, you're uh, at loose end. He was alongside Derek Flynn. They were second, Powell Manny and Sean O'Manny third. Uh, Gavin Shield fourth in that class with Ken Blanche two other book was I know quite well uh, moving down to the historics then so Alan Ring and Adrian DC taking that I did try getting in touch with Alan couldn't uh, get him on here uh, this evening Luke McCarthy and Brian Duggan second Ivan Warwick and Claire Rogers third uh, Pat Looney in the class C3 Pat Looney and Amy Bork Philip McKibben and uh, Mr Tommy Coman, who was on a short while ago, second, Donald O'Connor, John Nugent, third. Uh, the C5, Morris Meskill and Stephen Meskill, second, Patter Walsh, Grace Walsh and uh, Craig McWilliam, Gary Mc and Guy McWilliam, third. Uh, D2, Brian Crawford and Finian Hannigan, D3, Rob Falvey and John Doody, and D5, that one going to Fergus Amara, Ronald Reardon, Neil Williams, Anthony O'Sullivan, second, Marion Evans and Dale Furness, third, E2, Earl Carty, Jack Carty, and then the juniors, uh, Jason Farrell, I did try to get Jason on as well, and did after West Cork, just not his thing, it's not for everyone, uh, he took that by uh, two minutes and 20 seconds with uh, John McCarty, second, Robbie O'Hanlon, alongside uh, Liam Egan, and uh, Gary Healy, and Garold Moynihan, third. Now, in fairness, just to put it out there, I did approach someone from um, uh, the club to come on as well, Ivan Hurley was caught, uh, and couldn't come on, hence why I'm given the class winners. But there you go, that was a, a mouthful, I have to say, and well done to everyone. Well done for you for coming out with all that. I don't think I'd have been able to do that. Just one point of interest on a Class 24, the, mm -hmm. the famous right and drive R5, as I'd said, that'll be the last time those results will be given on air. Do you reckon? Um, my understanding is that it's likely that in Donegal, and I'll wait till I get official approval somewhere, but I think that's that debate has started and... Uh, I think the class of 24 will retire itself and those are fives will be uh, incorporated into the main field. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Comments wise, just to read out a few of them. Fergus Samara says, Tommy is a great ambassador for the sport. Indeed he is. Uh, East Coast Rally and say, good evening lads. I have to say the pace of the historics at this year's Rally the Lakes was unreal. Great to watch on Carroll Lake. I think running them at the back of the field in their own event is great. Uh, let's see, can we get through a few more? And there's a good few come in since uh, we, we got going. Uh, Derry Cummins is watching in. Uh, Jared Mullen says, "Well done, Callum Noel, and uh, CDR team. Great result." Uh, yeah, that's just a, a flavour of them. We can't get to them all, as the fella said. We say forty-five minutes to an hour the whole time. It's now an hour and five. Our predictions, Anthony. Right, our predictions. So uh, Rob Duggan yeah. was my show for modified, and I was going with Ali Fisher, who was desperately close to making that a, a very good prediction, and uh, just losing out, obviously, on the on the last stage. Um, who did you go with again? I can't remember. Yeah, you can be sure I was wrong anyway, so let's yeah. need to go with that. Um, but it's all to play for now, again, in fairness. It's all to play for, yeah. Um, it's, it's because the car that all the events are so different now. Luckily enough, I'll be in Donegal, so I'm looking forward to going to Stuart and I will, will, will go to Donegal. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to go. I enjoy Donegal now, so we'll 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 head up there. And it is, you know, to be fair, you know, all the other events are big, but this is the big one in that it's a three day event. It's the only three day event in the calendar, and uh, there's usually good buzz around. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it'll be nice. And of course, remember at the at the, the sharper end of the field now, it's likely that you'll have Gary Jennings in the mix as well. Um, which, which would most likely Rory Kennedy. So it'll be interesting to see how all that all that pans out. Um, it will indeed. So that's where we have to leave it for this one. Uh, we're out, I think, every week for the last three or four weeks. We're out again next Tuesday because uh, the Carlos Stages Rally is coming up and uh, they've commissioned an episode as well. We have some great guests lined up for that. So we'll be hoping to chat to Tommy Randall. So we could have chatted tonight as well, I suppose. But he speaks very affectionately about the uh, Mark II Challenge with the, the Carlos Stages Rally. Um, we won't name drop the rest of them. We've, we've a good few to line up for uh, next Tuesday. And uh, we will be out and about on the Carlos Stages Rally as well at a few stages uh similar enough to what we did in in carrigan shore in terms of uh, just catching the live stage and doing uh, a little bit of uh, commentary so looking forward to doing that anthony nestor a pleasure as always thanks for joining us here this evening all right good night and god bless and thanks to you the listeners and viewers for uh, getting in touch and thanks to tree rock.ie our sponsors here this evening display signage brandon tree rock visit them on twitter facebook and on instagram give us a follow on twitter facebook and on instagram as well don't be afraid of it uh, our following is after growing massively and it's, it's fantastic so uh, we really appreciate that we appreciate the comments if you want to get in touch with us irish rally podcast at gmail.com and yeah uh, absolutely loving it uh, it's been great over the last few weeks and looking forward to doing it again over the next couple of weeks but uh, until next time until next tuesday i should say mind yourselves and take care